Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks. What an opportunity it is to come across your airwaves and just be part of your day. Thank you for being part of this community. Thank you for listening. So many of you sticking with us each and every day. So many of you, uh, you know, doing your devotion time with us. We're thankful for that. We're thankful for this opportunity. I got brother Kevin Robb with us today. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, sir. It's great to have you with us, brother, as we cruise along. We we decided on a word called prophecy. Now, i got to be honest with you. Years ago, uh, when I first got saved, someone said, Hey, Brother Doug, we're having a prophecy conference and, and just, uh, you know, putting it out there and letting you know that I had no clue what that prophecy conference was. I didn't even know what it meant. I really wasn't all that tuned into prophecy, but literally prophecy in that respect, uh, we're talking about eschatology. And then I'm like, whoa, I don't know what that means. You know, I've been saved three days here and you guys got me messed up. And then they came back and said, prophecy is looking at what's been fulfilled prophetically and what's going to be fulfilled next. So we're looking at end times. Eschatology is the study of end times and prophecy talks about what's coming next in the picture, those things that are going on. So I just wanted to put out there from that layman's look, just from a quick top look at what prophecy is. And over here in Second Peter one twenty one, it says, for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So we're reminded that prophets and prophecy doesn't come from men. It's actually inspired by God. And so as we we look at the uh, God's word, we're looking at the holy word of God, the holy oracles of God. And, uh, and so God tells us things through his word. He shows us things. Uh, it reminds us in first Corinthians 14, uh, but he that prophesieth speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. So prophecy is a good thing. It's good to know what comes next in the scale of prophecy. It's good to know uh, what prophecy has looked like, where we're going with it, where it's went from. I'm so glad, Kevin, that God's word is filled prophetically uh, and used by God uh, to, to help us get through and know where we're going from here. I mean, what are you thinking, Kevin? Yeah. There's a lot of um, there's a lot in the scripture about the prophets and uh, what I was thinking at the moment was you know there's scripture in the Old Testament as far back even as uh, Deuteronomy of course we know that it, Enoch was a prophet you know way back almost to Adam right and Enoch was um, he prophesied of of things that were to come he also was a prophet in the sense of he f- not just foretold but foretold and uh he preached against ungodliness back in the day it says there in the new testament uh peter or jude but but anyway uh but in deuteronomy it talks about you know kind of uh borders of trust of prophets. We, we, in other words, it said, if you trust, if, if a prophet says something that didn't come to pass, then he's a false prophet. 
And, and brother, in the day that we live in, we do need to be careful. The Bible says, beloved, believe not every spirit. So if there's a something that seems spiritually correct, whether it's a prophet that's talking in the name of God and it, and it, and it doesn't come to pass, we're not to believe them. It says very plainly. Um, but, but then on the other hand, it also says in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 13, verse 2, uh, one and two says, if a prophet, if there arises among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams, and he giveth thee a sign or a wonder, and the sign of the wonder come to pass, wherever he spake unto thee, saying, let us go serve, at, uh, let us go after other gods which thou hast not known, and serve them, thou shalt not hearken to the words of the prophet. So it even it puts prophecy below the um, below really God's word. So <clears throat> we have a more sure word of prophecy than than a person that that claims and i guess i'm just trying to lay a baseline we we come from the standpoint of the scriptures uh we yeah. have a completed bible and so we're looking at what god has already said we're not trying to look at new prophecy of new revelation the bible says very plainly we're to be very careful in fact if someone adds to the word of god and says thus saith the lord or i have a word from god for you we're to be careful even if it comes to pass because if it disagrees with scripture uh then it's it could be the antichrist and uh, of the antichrist you know the scriptures say that when the antichrist comes onto the earth that the you know the beast and his false prophet are going to give signs and they're going to do things that come to pass and it's going to be from the devil so uh just like in the old testament in the book of exodus where the the uh, prophets of the in the magicians of Pharaoh, they actually had signs that came to pass and they threw snakes, uh, rods down to became snakes and turned water into blood, but it was of the devil. So, uh, you know, we're careful about that. And then on the, you know, on the other hand, thank God that through the scriptures, we do have assurance that, you know, we just had, you know, Christmas not long ago. So Christmas was a fulfillment of you know, X many, X many prophecies. And those prophecies are evidence to us, you know, the, the astronomical um, odds against those things take a place shows that there's a God in heaven who, who knows the end from the beginning and prophecy. Then, you know, when we study things to come, things that are not yet fulfilled, we're really studying the mind of a God who knows our future if he knows the future of the world of the universe so we can trust him that's, that's where yeah that's that's a good thing to think about that's a that's exactly exactly right so we know from the book of kings and uh and that there were there were great men of god like solomon and so we come along and this chapter of the bible is talking about a guy named agur and, and and there are some in our camp that would say well he's just another name for solomon but many say no this is a a friend of solomon it was another wise man and uh, we're certainly as we look at agur here and and go about what's talking and the prophecy that came to him. We believe the word of God is true. And the word of God tells us that this guy's come along. He's, he's a contemporary, he's in the picture. And there's a, there were a lot of wise folks of God. We see that over in Kings 4, 30 and 31. We, we see that. So we come to this guy, Akur, and uh, we think about his word and we're starting here in chapter 30. And it, we're talking about, again, we're talking about the wisdom of Agur and uh, how wise he was. And it says, 
says, the words of Agur, the son of Jacob, even the prophecy, the man spake unto Ithil, even unto Ithil and Ucal. So it's talking about, hey, we, we, he's speaking unto us. He's speaking unto these others. Some believe, like, like Trap and, and uh, some of these other guys, believe that Ithel and Ucal are talking about future people. Maybe even the Lord would be uh, fulfilled, our Jesus, unto Ucal. We're not exactly sure, but we know that those things are going forward. Then we, we're going to do three verses. We decided at least start in that way. Surely I am more brutish, and the word literally translated there might mean stupid there a little bit than any man and have not the understanding of a man. So this is an older man coming along saying, man, I'm a knucklehead. I get it. And I neither learn wisdom nor have the knowledge of the holy. So here we go. We're coming along in those first three verses. I mean, they're kind of brutal. You know, it's coming along, and there's a goer guy who's the son of Jacob. He's coming along, and he's he's basically saying, I'm more stupid than any other person. I lack human ability to understand. I, I'm not very bright. I don't understand anything. And as I try to summarize this for you, I wrote down some words just before we were going. And uh, and, and he, he's talking about having, having gained no wisdom, having no knowledge of God. This is a place. But, you know, I think I'm glad, Kevin, that you and I talked about putting these three together and you recommended that because it's having a view of yourself. We can gain something from these first three verses. And it's always the right place to be when you're viewing yourself as nothing short of God. When you're viewing yourself is, you know, I'm a zero with the line erased. I'm nothing, you know, short of God, there's nothing in my life. I mean, are you seeing this innate humility in there, Kevin? I mean, uh, this guy's sitting here bad-mouthing himself. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's being, and he's, he's being serious. Uh, you know, happier, happier are we, when we come to the point when we, you know, as early as possible, get, get our airplane into the air by saying, you know what, I'm not going to be brutish anymore. I I've been brutish long enough. The word, the word brute, you know, there's a scripture that says, be not as the brute beast or something close to that, you know, the brute beast, you know, something that follows its instincts chiefly, you know, this man here is saying, you know what, I've realized that I have been, I've been, I've been brutish. I've been following my instincts. I, um, I, I want to have God show me, I want him to search my heart and show me relationship problems that are caused by me being knee jerk, like, like a brute beast by me shooting from the hip and, and missing all the time by me reacting and not responding that that is toxic to a relationship. And, and regardless of how someone treats me, I do not want to be instinctive. You know, maturity says I'm not going to go off of brute instinct. Maturity says I'm going to think this thing through. Wisdom and maturity are both alike in that we're saying, you know what? I'm going to take the balance of everything that God has taught me, and I'm going to live accordingly. But if we don't, if we, you know, in fact, earlier in the book of Proverbs, it it says, you don't want to come to the end of your life and say, how have I despised instruction and, and, you know, turned off the voice of those that were trying to talk to me. Uh, we don't want to be that way. We don't want to mess a relationship up. We don't want to hurt someone by saying, you know what, I, I you know, coming to the realization too late that I have been brutish. I have 
you know, I've chased you like an ob, you know, you know, maybe as a man, I've chased you as an object and, 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 and yes, we have drives and yes, uh, you know, those things within marriage are right and honorable. Hey, Kevin, but, hold that thought. Hold that thought yes, right sir. there. Let's go ahead and let these radio stations do what they have to do. We'll be right back. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks for hanging in there. Go ahead, brother. Yeah. You know, um, God's given drives and, and men are wired a little different than women. And um, <clears throat> there was a great man. I can't think of his name. He, he we used to travel around speaking about family back in the 80s, 70s and 80s. And I think into the 90s, he, he caught Lou Gehrig's disease and he died. But he's a very great just very sweet man, but he used to talk. Uh, actually, uh, Pastor, we went to a Pastor, family conference. Uh, hang on, just so you guys know that Pastor Miller, on uh, actually that last week of December, th this was Pastor Miller's neighbor, and uh, and he mentions him by name in the book, uh, like four weeks ago on the podcast. But anyway, go ahead, Kevin. Oh, so they they've well, on the broadcast yeah. they've heard of him. Yes, sir. Okay, yeah, I wish I could think of his name. Great, great guy. But he used to uh, he used to say in the in the training sessions that he would sometimes say to his wife, you know, these endearing things uh, that sounded funny. They were actually hilarious. He would say to his wife's things, "I, honey, you are to me the culmination of all the evil thoughts I've ever had." You know, and he's talking about you know just kind of like you know. A, ga 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 toward his wife and he was encouraging the men that the, women are not to be abused they're not objects but hey don't pretend that we don't you know we should have eyes that are really wide as pie pans for our wives and uh, but brutishness is not that way brutishness says you our relationship is just sexual and uh, so we should we don't want to come to the end of our life we don't want to come to the end of our relationship yeah, that we've ruined by saying, uh, just like Ager here, I've, I've surely I'm more brutish than any man. I have not the understanding of a man. I've neither learned wisdom nor knowledge of the holy. We should be able to reason our way, us and God, using the scripture. And that's why we need to be in a good Bible preaching church, right? Where we're going to hear challenges where our flesh is going to be put down. Uh, I wouldn't trust a guy who is always in defense of his flesh and he treats, you know, the works of the flesh like they're okay. We talked about anger, you know, I'm, I'm furious and yeah, I have the right to be furious. No, you don't. And you don't have the right to be brutish. And, and so w wisdom and knowledge, I, I want to sit under people. I want to sit under preaching and teaching that gives me a slap in, in, in the heart when I'm thinking the wrong thing. Or when I'm treating people wrong, I need that. We need that. The Bible says, "Lift up your voice like a trumpet and show my people their sins." I want to have my sins showed to me, and so we don't want to come to the end of our life and say, "Man, I didn't," I, you know, "I left church. I got out of church because I didn't want anyone telling me what to do." No, I want God to tell me what to do, and I want a humble man that loves God to help me with that, lest I come to this place of severe regret, Doug, yeah. where I've, I've made a mess of my life and others. 
Yeah, and, and that's so important that you understand. He, he's going on using that word brutish, really, like I'm a knucklehead, I'm not bright, I'm stupid. Whatever you want to say, he's coming through and saying, I have limitations. And I, I like the way that Kevin went with this. We have limitations. It's not about the things of the flesh. We don't live this life about the things of the flesh. We don't, uh, we're not married in the flesh. We're, we're married. It's more than that. It's spiritual. It's, uh, the Bible says that when you mess around with somebody before you're married, you're defiling your body. But when you're married, it's a different level. It's a part of worshiping God. It's a part of stepping out. It's a part of doing those things. So it's so important that you gain the wisdom here. And then in verse four, I think we're going to even add four today. I think we're going to step out a little bit here. Who hath ascended unto heaven or descended? So it's saying, who has done this? Who's ascended up into heaven or descended? Who hath gathered the wind in his fist? Who hath bound the waters in a garment? And who hath established all the ends of the earth? What is his name? And what is the son's name, if thou canst tell? And, you know, so it's coming along, and, and basically that verse number four said, who's went to heaven and came back down? Who's gathered the wind in his hand? Who's bound up the waters? Who's held the waters bound up in something? You can't do it. Who's established the ends of the earth? We remember this from the book of Job. Uh, you know, who is his name? What is the, do you know someone like that? Is there someone? Because it's certainly not me. And uh, so we think the son of God can do this but here we are in the old testament and god's reminding us so even though we know the son of god has done this god's reminding us that we don't have that kind of power over things uh we're we're much uh like the prophet who's going on and saying who's done this you know, I'm just this brutish guy. I really don't understand everything I should understand. I'm, I'm not a spiritual genius. To the contrary, it, what the Word of God is saying, to the contrary, you know, I have a lot to learn. I have to study these things out spiritually every day. I have to make a difference every single day. And, and you know, so we're being challenged regarding our limitation in our spiritual knowledge here, Kevin. Throughout these first uh, four verses, over and over again, we're being challenged. He, you know, here's this very humble prophet saying, listen, I'm not that bright. I have these knowledge problems. Then we go to four and four is enforcing this idea that men have limitations. We're these finite people that us ladies and us gentlemen, no matter how much education we have, no, no matter how often we study the word of God, no matter, and, and we need to have that. We need to have the education. We need to be in God's word. I get all that. Mm -hmm. But we're reminded that even in the midst of getting all these credentials, even in the midst of getting these check marks, even in the midst of writing your dissertation, even in the midst of writing a book that could be used by millions, even in the midst of all that, we have limitations. And we got to remember that our God has no such limitations. So if we're going to put things in order, if we're going to continue to learn on wisdom, Kevin, as we look at this verse number four, we need to realize that we're finite and we serve this infinite, wonderful God. And as Job was reminded, remember at the end of the book of Job where, where the Lord says, where were you? Where were you, Job, when I created all this stuff? Where were you when I went through all this stuff? Where were you when I did all of this? Yeah. And that's the same question being asked, who can do this? Nobody but God. What are you thinking, Kevin, there as you look at verse number four? Yeah, I'm thinking the secret, <clears throat> the secret of anyone's success is how big is your God? And uh, Isaiah 40 says very similarly, 
Who hath measured the waters in the hollow of his hand? This is Isaiah 40, verse 12. And meted out heaven with a span, comprehended the dust of the earth in a measure. So the distance between the tip of the finger and the end of the thumb of God is, is uh, holds the universe. <clears throat> it says he meted out heaven with a span. That's what a span is. So, um, you know, the question, the, the, the life-changing thing about, about um, the universe is how big is your God? And and this whole verse of, of chapter four, um, chapter 30 of Proverbs, of verse four says, what is his name and what is his son's name? So there's a series of questions that all bring it down to the son of God. I, I was uh, I was in High Spire, Pennsylvania, and I watched a man on the street corner and the Holy Spirit years ago said that man there is going to need a ride. He's an old man and he had a yarmulke on and he was dressed like a rabbi. So sure enough, I picked him up and he was a rabbi. I said, you need a ride? He said, yeah, my ride didn't come. He spoke with a New York accent and he was there to, to uh, ensure kosher in uh, a grain mill. Anyway, as I, as we're driving down the road, I'm, I'm speaking about God and he had a, you know, he talked about, yeah, God's big and God's great. He made the world. And I said, yeah, that's true. I said, do you know his name? And uh, he said, oh yes. And uh, I said, do you know his son's name? And he's like, well, yeah, you Christians. And I said, no, sir. I said, do you have a Bible? And he handed me his Bible. He pulled it out of his, his bag he was in his hotel room by this time. And I said, look at Proverbs 30 verse four. And I said, what is his name? I said, what is his son's name? And brother, he was speechless. Well, the scriptures bring all of, of life and all the problems of our life into a funnel that leads to a God who's bigger than all that. And to Jesus, who's God in the flesh, who went through what we went through and suffered our pain and our uh, 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 the grief of our sin suffered for it so that we could be rescued and and be able to uh, go through life and eternity uh, on a new footing. Yeah, that's good. And God has done that. We're again, we're these finite human beings. And what a lesson we had today to have the ability to go back and look at scripture and for God to knock us down a little bit. Truthfully, we, we've just been knocked down that say, hey, we're brutish. We're not that bright. We don't have everything going for us. We're finite human beings, no matter how educated we are, no matter how many check marks we have next to our name, how many initials, no matter how far we go along. <clears throat> we're just a dot on the universe of God. We, we, can, we can't go to that infinite, wonderful godliness and have that type of knowledge. We're just going to fall short. And God wants to remind us of that today. But here's the great news, folks, that I want to leave you with. We serve the God that knows everything. We serve the God that's beyond all these things we can think of. We serve the God that can measure every teaspoon in the oceans and lakes in this land. We serve the God that can count every hair on our heads. We serve the God that hears our prayer. We serve the God that died for our sins. We serve a God. Folks, no matter what you've been through today, I want you to say to yourself, but we serve the God who is infinite. We serve the God that can count the hairs on my head. We serve the God that knows when we're down. We serve the God that helps us come up. We serve the God that takes our nasty, crazy life and makes them joyful. We sure do love you folks. And if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, please listen to every word Eric's going to tell you here in just a minute. We look forward to having you back with us again tomorrow. May God bless you. Thank you. Have a great day. And with that smile that only God can give you today. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits 
that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.